Hello Eves, new and old, and welcome to Gateway to the Anniverse, the podcast that aims to guide a newbie to the world of Japanese animation through the weird, wide and wonderful world of anime. I'm the self-proclaimed anime veteran, Sam, and with me as always is the man who doesn't know his Sakura from his Sakuga. It's Will. Hello, Will. Hello, Sam, and thank you for that wonderful introduction. I always love being insulted at the beginning of a podcast episode. It makes me feel so warm inside. That's it. We just got to set things straight from the very beginning, get the dynamic out there straight away. Yeah. So um, this is the show, uh, as Sam said, where a complete novice, me, gets taken by Sam through the universe. And what we do is we look at the first three episodes of a particular series and we basically talk about them and decide whether we think they are good enough based on certain criteria that we decide because it's our podcast and we decide whether they warrant a place in the anniverse. So, i.e., are they a gateway show into the anniverse? And could a newbie watch them, maybe? Could they be thrown off to someone who's never seen any anime before and uh, they still get something from it? So that's the criteria we go by on this show. So if that sounds cool, keep listening. If not, keep listening, please. <laughs> <laughs> please, we, we need the views. <laughs> My mom can't keep supporting this entire podcast by herself. <laughs> She's doing her bit, all right? She, back sam's mum that's <laughs> hashtag back sam's mum that's uh god's sake <laughs> and the new movement of 2020 one of the final movements of 2020 because as this episode starts to come out we'll be looking at around christmas time Woo! so m- merry christmas if it's near christmas if you're listening to this far in the future happy whatever Hanukkah. today is yeah no <laughs> happy fourth of july <laughs> we've hit two dates there are we going to go through every single no right sam what you been up to this week what have you been doing in your build-up to christmas in my build-up to christmas well well seeing as a few weeks ago we looked at code gears i thought i would go back and revisit all of the compilation movies for the show because i don't have the time to go through every single uh episode it's about 50 odd of them so they did release some compilation movies that break those 50 episodes down into three movies cutting out a lot of the filler and recapping the main plot beats. So that was really fun. Um, And I've also been going down a little bit of a wormhole on uh, YouTube where I've been listening to animated music videos, uh, not in the same AMV sense as I'm just going to play a Linkin Park song over clips of Naruto fighting guys, (laughs) like what happened back in 2007. No, I've been looking at specifically artists, proper musical artists uh, commissioning people to create beautiful animated videos to suit their songs and i just can't pull myself out of this well because it's just so pretty to look at (laughs) sounds very nerdy sam i've got i've got to say oh my god you've (laughs) no idea like i can't tell anybody else what like what did you do this evening sam uh i sat and watched 12 music videos back to back whilst eating crisps uh (laughs) doesn't quite paint me as a social butterfly does it every depends what social circle you're after sam and you know everyone's got their own thing but um no it doesn't no you're right um so (laughs) how about you what you been up to um this week i have been what have i been doing i too See, I'm I'm a true anime fan, so I haven't been watching just the movies. Thank you very much. I've been watching Code Geass the series, and I am up to episode 14, I think. So I've got a new intro, nice. which is crap. I really didn't like the new yeah, intro. Yeah, compared to... Yeah, 
yeah, it w- wasn't great. Um, but uh, the series itself is really taking off. I'm, re- I'm really sort of like, oh my god, this is this yes. is pretty intense. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad that you're still watching it. That makes me like all the warm and fuzzies. Yeah, I'm, I'm obviously getting a lot more of what you were saying about um, um, Sakura and how about his like uh, similarities to um, L. And, Suzaku. No, not Suzaku. Sorry, yeah. Who, what did I say? Sakura. Who's that? That's bloody Who's Sakura. That's from Naruto. That's, That's from, Naruto. from Naruto. Oh my god! See, this is this this is um <laughs> this is the downside of this. I watch too much in too short a time to actually be able to separate them from one. The retention to another. is quite poor. Yeah, it really is. Although, um, ah, uh, I'll tell you something about. I'll tell you something later that happened that happened in um in real life. Uh, that was a uh, quite quite cool. I was like, ah, I I get that reference. <laughs> I understand this. Yeah. Awesome. Have you been up to anything else? Um, I've actually been watching another piece of anime. What? <laughs> yeah. I've been watching a new show this week. Um, and the first three episodes, funny enough. Wow. That's oddly specific that you watched the first three episodes. <laughs> I too watched the first three episodes of a certain show this week. What, what? did you watch? <laughs> I watched Carol and Tuesday. Oh my God. Me too. <laughs> so yeah this week we're looking at carol and tuesday and um w- sam do you want to give us a rundown of what the show is because <laughs> i absolutely would love to uh carol and tuesday is the 2019 musical anime by studio bones and the legendary director Shinchiro Watanabe. Uh, he's best known probably for his work on Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Champloo, Kids on the Slope, and Space Dandy. Uh, and he's widely known for infusing his works with this highly stylish world that oozes jazz and hip hop and myriads of other genres that they kind of pull together. Um, if you've got Watanabe running a show, you're going to have a great soundtrack. And Carolyn Tuesday is no different. This is a show that is almost a love letter from Watanabe to all different kinds of music, from more acoustic pop all the way to dubstep and synthetic pop, as we tell the story of these two underdog, self-made musicians from wildly different backgrounds who struggle to fight their way to the top of the music industry on Mars, of all places. A, a really interesting show. Yeah, so my first impressions, you, it was it's really... You can tell there's a lot of thought gone into this show and it's like um everything you said there sort of just resonated really, really well with me because it's a really cool world. It's a really cool dynamic. I've got so many questions about it that, you know, hopefully they'll be answered throughout the podcast, but I'm just going to fire them at the, you, you fire them at you at the end. If not, um, the aesthetic That's and fine. the, I'm ready and waiting. <laughs> the aesthetic is really, really interesting and really cool. The art, the, you know, the animation itself is really unique yeah it's just got this it's it, yeah it's really hard to put my finger on it there's just so many different elements i mm-hmm. i almost wanted to say like especially with the world it was almost steampunk but not like it's this sort of edgy modern with old combination but it's not there's not that's yeah. not in the same way steampunk is but it's that sort of combination mm-hmm. of two cl- contrasting things um it's like near future isn't it and it's just kind of recognizable enough to everyday stuff that we already see along with all these kind of crazy gadgets that it, yeah you're exactly right it's like that steampunk vibe of 
familiar with very strange. Yeah. So can we get into that straight away then before we start episode one? Can we just clarify, right? This is on okay. Mars. Yes. What, why? Which initially, you wouldn't really think that, would you? Well, throughout because... all three, three episodes, there is no difference <laughs> or anything. This could easily just be 100 years in the future or something like that. There's no element of it being on Mars apart from they say it's on Mars. And that's that's really your yeah, only... They... They, they feed it into you. Um, this is something that I really like with the way that uh, Watanabe builds his worlds is that you are kind of dropped in media res. Like everything's already happening. And a lot of stuff has uh, come before this that you're just not told outright. You have to pick it up from small details in the world. Like in, within the first episode, we see um, Tuesday travels to the capital and there's this big statue of the God of War. Yeah. And that kind of reaffirms that we're here on the red planet. And they mention a few times that, oh, the top selling singles in Mars and yeah. uh, the Martian terraforming. And you've just got to kind of pick up on that. I couldn't tell you why he chose that as a setting other than he p- was kind of leaning into, and we see elements of it about this uh, immigration uh, discussion point that comes into it very lightly to begin with and then becomes a bit stronger towards the end right and i think it's just it's a bit of a shorthand to say if we're on mars technology must have progressed to this point so it's easier to just introduce things like a walking suitcase and automatic cameras that speak to you and ai pets that follow people around you can have these cool things and just hand wave it as oh well we're in the near future yeah yeah no that's fair enough um just doesn't it, they don't seem to lean heavily enough on the Mars fact for that to pay off. They could have just said we're in the near future, you know, because they don't, they, mm. because there is no other element to it other than we're on Mars. But fair enough. Should we get into episode one? I think we should. Starting with um, who we later find out is Gus talking to us about uh, it was a miracle. We go down in the history of Mars, this seven minutes miracle and the two girls who led to it. And we just get these shots of, the, the girl's eyes looking up in awe at the ceiling. So that's kind of something that we can look forward to going down the line, but we don't really have any context for that yet. No context whatsoever. I was a bit like, yep, yeah, okay, uh, no idea. We're on Mars. Okay, cool. Main character, Tuesday. We introduced Tuesday, who's running away from home, and she's got a robot suitcase, which is dope. Um, although it runs out of... Ch- she sits she sits on it and has has, a, has the time of her life on her vibrating suitcase. And she goes <laughs> down the street, and it runs out of charge, and she has to carry it with her guitar and her teddy. And she's like, the, suitca- the suitcase... Um, she, finds, she ends up getting to the train station. She gets on a train. Just in time. She gets on the train. She's like, ah, and then she's like, it's the way she phrases it. She's like, ah, I've just realized I've never been on a train before. It's like, what do you mean you've just realized this? Like, how is, (laughs) surely when you were buying the ticket, this is not a realization. You know, if you have or haven't been on a train before. Um, And anyway, (laughs) just rich girl things, dude. She's (laughs) she's so privileged that she just doesn't understand. She didn't have the, the, She's uh, ne- she's the hardship of having to think about how often she's been on the train before. <laughs> she's never had to think before, is basically what she's saying. <laughs> it's just, oh, okay. She's she's left on impulse and not thought anything through. And she's uh, she's no. 
she's ended up she, she ends up in this um carriage with full of goats uh that but don't worry it's got a plug so she she's able to plug in <laughs> yeah. her suitcase oh, yeah <laughs> so just in case the goats need to charge their phones or something yeah for their long trip across country uh there's got to be some pun in there what might a goat have that you might need to charge up <sighs> billy goat Oh, oh, I don't know. We'll we'll th- we'll come up with something later, and we'll, we'll we'll insert it in, and we'll insert an audience laughter as well because it'll be hilarious. We. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bells and whistles, Sam. You can do it. <laughs> hey, it's editing Sam from the future. I couldn't find a single pun to do with goats actually having things that they need to charge because you know they're goats. So please enjoy this sound of a goat screaming like a human instead. <laughs> We cut to our second character, who is yes, um, Carol. Carol, yeah, and who, well, uh, we actually up. we actually cut to our owl, which is yes. the most annoying bloody owl in the world. Ziggy, Ziggy the owl. What is it? Who's also an alarm, which is probably why you don't like it. It's just it's, <laughs> its sole purpose is to annoy you into waking up. So yeah, it makes sense. Well, does it? I mean, she's chosen this like surely she gets so angry at it it's like dude change the settings it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah and it also dial back its obnoxious levels it also seems to have opinions and emotions and like it it falls asleep when they're singing and things later it's like really is yeah, that really an AI what... pet. Hmm. okay hand wave to the future <laughs> number one <laughs> ding <laughs> Ding. <laughs> okay. So yeah, we meet uh, Carol, who I th- I think she's cool. I she's really like so her design. Cool. She's so. She cool. like jumps out of bed and heads off to work. She's got this one wheeled skateboard, and she zips down this. So when Tuesday's coming into the city, we see the kind of bright neon, flashy, clean, uh, big city center city vibes, and mm. then we see Carol in the same city but out in the suburbs yeah. where there's lots of graffiti and there's trash on the road. And she's zooming around on this skateboard. She's late. Is- she's late for work, isn't she? So she's trying to get to work quickly on a souped-up, one-wheeled skateboard, which I think I can get for about a thousand pounds after doing some research. Because I want. Oh, every- really? I want everything in this series now. <laughs> like, there's just oh so God, right? the the brand. The phones are so cool. Oh I want. God. I love the, the way the tables take orders and stuff. <laughs> I and I am also a fellow Timberland lover, and I love her Timberland <laughs> boots. She's like, oh yeah, I love Timberlands. I'm like, me too. We have so much. Oh in my common. God. <laughs> relatable <laughs> that's another thing as well there is a lot of name dropping of big brands yes. throughout this yeah. um i think that's partially because when you get netflix money put behind you you can kind of do anything so they name drop google they name drop wikipedia instagram yeah uh the timberland boots they've got the licenses to use gibson guitars and and nord keyboards piano as well yeah nord, nord keyboards yeah, yeah. exactly it's awesome and it, it's those smaller details and like in the background you can kind of see adverts for coca-cola as well and it kind of mm. makes this world feel that little bit more like we said familiar up top but still just left of center enough it's a it's a fine line isn't it, it between other. it's a fine line between advertising and yeah <laughs> and realism in, a, in realism yeah i mean i some of it was a bit so like oh wow they're actually going hard on this instagram stuff like instagram in particular mm. rubbed me up wrong but yeah, go fun on. fact. Yeah, that is an actual Instagram account. 
Oh shit, no way. Go check it. And <laughs> each of the Instagram posts that happened in the episodes were getting uploaded as the episodes came out weekly. Wow. Okay, so this is one that's of That's cool, yeah, right? Okay, yeah, that is cool. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of those like, oh wow, that's that's quite nifty. I like that. Yeah. Um and again, you know, um this the whole the whole guitar and we'll we'll when we when we start looking at the instruments a bit more, but I did also look up the guitars and stuff. Do you know how much that Gibson costs? It's a real Gibson. I imagine it. I imagine it is very expensive. It's, guitars are. Well, that's that 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 starts from about two and a half grand, and some of the models go up to about four four and a half grand um, for that Jeez. humming for that specific humming model. And even the keyboard, the Nord keyboard, obviously it doesn't fold out like that. But like they've got very similar ones that are in the thousands, and yeah. it's like, oh damn. These, so um, that's why yeah. she's working at Space McDonald's to try and make a living. She spent all her funds on that keyboard. Yeah, but I, I want that guitar. I want that guitar so bad. This, this, the, it is so cool. Those three three episodes, I was just like, I want to go play my guitar now. I haven't picked it up for about a year. I am not. I am in no way competent on it. But I just, I was just like, oh, I, I want, I want to pick it up again and start playing. So that's my. I mission. want to have a jam session. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, we kind of we come across. Uh, so Carol goes to work and she's kind of getting harassed a bit at work. So she gets her revenge on the two customers and is fired. Um, Rightly but, so. Yeah, I mean to be fair, it is her bad, but it kind of speaks to her kind of playful, uh, sassy character that she's willing to. No, it gives it goes, it goes to her entitled character. Like, oh, I, she 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 goes like. Oh, why me? Why have I got fired again? Well, that's because you treat your customers like shit. Of course, you're going to get fired. Like, except for <laughs> she's not very good at holding down a job, as we find out. <laughs> no, I mean, I get it. You know, you don't want to be treated like that, and fine. But except responsibility, that was all. You, all you, you could have just ignored it and got on with your job. You come across dickheads in life. You just, you know, you ignore it and move on. Uh, but hey, true. But it, it, I, it, I did like that she kind of got one back over on him. I was yes, because like, yes. we've all, all had that customer service job. Where you just wish you could just put the Tabasco sauce in that one customer's burger who's just been a pain in the ass the whole shift. Yeah, but Sam, does it make oh. you feel better on the inside? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely unquestionably. So on that note of bad deeds, Tuesday gets her suitcase stolen in the big bad city because she's arrived and she's all worried and scared. And we cut to our... No, it's because she's too busy looking at all the neon signs. And then instead of holding her bag, she's relying on it following her again. So some guy literally just walks up, loudly picks it up and sprints (laughs) into the distance. And it's still a good 10 seconds before she realizes the bag's gone. Well, yeah, because no one does that where she's from. Look, she's just trusting and she wants to believe everyone's a good person. But she obviously hasn't been to the city. Nobody's a good person on Mars. Nobody's a good person in the city. Just, I mean, that... Regardless, it's still pretty bad timing that the thief walks past at that moment. Yeah, true. Unless he's been, he's been following and waiting. Maybe he spotted her ages ago. Like, so, ah, yeah. naive, new to the city girl, time to steal all of her stuff. <laughs> Let's follow his story. I want a spin-off where we, we look at the thieves <laughs> and the under, underworld of uh, life on Mars. Um, so yeah, we cut to our tertiary character, I guess, Angie. Who's, yeah, Angela. Who's producing a commercial and recording it live? Not recording it, like streaming it live. I mean that because it literally is. She's on the screen and then she cuts and it's like, wow, great take! And it's like it's gone out live. It's a really weird 
element to add to it because that's not practical at all. Though you say that, we're I do even say that, now yes. we're kind of but yeah, well, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, even now we're kind of getting into that point where the kind of biggest advertisements for stuff are happening during live streams. Mm. We had the Game Awards recently, which is just a big ad trail and <laughs> Ninja and stuff are advertising that Halo's coming to Fortnite in mm. live broadcast ads. So I'm not overly surprised that this is something that she's... No, that's fair. That's taking live. Sh- that's taking the pros and the benefits of live streaming because you've got an audience who want to watch it live. Having it on a billboard, the idea is it can be repeated and it can be exposed to as many people as possible without them having to watch it it's it's not a choice Mm. thing is it it's just let's put these in front of people's faces so it's it's almost you're not benefiting from it being live at all whereas unless it's like that's the event it's like everyone's going to tune in or gather in that place to watch this advert yeah but they weren't we saw they were all the live numbers and then (laughs) that's not what was happening like it'll keep looping (laughs) no that's not what was happening sam (laughs) okay (laughs) you design it next time and you do that but that's not what happened here when I finally get the money to fund my own anime, you'll see. The very first scene will be <laughs> just live the... advertisements. Yeah, fair, fair. No, no, no problem. With but that. Yeah. So Angela is. Oh, Angela. Uh... We use full names, do we? Okay, Angela is. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what she calls herself. She oh. calls herself Angela. It's it's the yeah. mum who calls her Angela. Okay, fair enough. And then we find out a bit more with her. She fires her manager because she hated the fact that she had to wear that the silly Durian costume during the advert which she takes off very quickly and the camera spends a long time on her bottom um, and not on her face which is actually the bit that's talking which begs the question you know you're animating the bottom half moving yet you couldn't be bothered to do the mouth instead how many films lip flaps are complicated how many how (laughs) how many live action films just ignore the actor's face they'd be fuming they'd be like why are you just pan why are you just panning up from my bottom while i'm talking have you watched any of the bond films where he walks out of the water it starts at the the knees and works all the way up yes but they're not talking they're not talking (laughs) (laughs) they're not having a conversation at the time which is the important bit of the scene So, yeah, we get uh, the introduction of um, Angela's firing manager habit yeah. and how she, she's now having to go to this man called Mr. Tao that her mother takes her to, who is a specialist with AI and is going to create the perfect song for Angela. Mm. Um, she just has to keep up, but she will become this puppet, this marionette for him. He He says, I will make you the perfect song and the perfect performer. So you can escape your childhood uh, star curse, but you have to do exactly as I say, and you won't have any agency over this. Yeah. So what's different to now? Yeah, well, exactly. (laughs) That's the the (laughs) music industry. (laughs) I mean, if you look at like Britney Spears and Kesha and all that, like awful stuff, this, that is just, yeah. What happens? Yeah. And Um, the fact that 99.9% of music is all AI. Well, yeah, it is now as well. Yeah, with all the edi- editing I, and voice changing and, and stuff, and <laughs> yeah, the auto tune yeah. and all that jazz. It's and I like that. That's seemingly the the heart message of uh, Callan Chuzo that gets out there very early is that music from a place of wanting to create music for music's sake and putting the effort and the time in and having the 
the scratchy guitar strings and the wavering voices and that bit of soul in it versus the highly produced um, synthetic music, the AI created music. And we see that with some other characters later on in that. I, I think it's really good. The show never punches down at these genres for being overproduced. It mm. questions it. Yeah. But it, it still acknowledges, well, lots of people like this style of music. Lots of people engage with this and really enjoy it. So it's not trying to take that away from them, but it's trying to say, well, this is where music began and we still need music that is genuine. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. And Yeah. But then we get Carol walking across tuesday's path who's jamming on the bridge and oh i love it do you yeah i mean obviously sam this it's is very convenient but no, at no. the same time i don't i don't mind you've got that. to get all the pieces on the board no that's not that it's it, it's that this is what's wrong with society sam this is Damn. everybody everybody wants their voice and opinions heard. Everybody wants their thinks and thinks their story is the one that needs to be told, you know. Every Tom Dick and Harry is making a podcast about nothing in particular. And <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> no, but it's This is getting too real, Will. Stop. Sorry. No, Go but back. It, <laughs> it's just no, like no, <laughs> it's this whole nobody understands me thing. It's this cliche of, oh, I'm 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 a creative type. I'm unique and I'm special and nobody gets me and nobody understands me. So I've got to go off on my own and do my own thing. And it's like, I, I get the message, but it's just like, it's done to death now, isn't it? That idea that, Oh my God, I'm so edgy. I'm so different. People, I'm, this is why I'm, I'm so emotionally distant from everyone. It's so narcissistic, man. Yeah, I can see that. But is it done well here? I think it's done well enough that it warrants its own telling versus just going eh why not that's why we have so many movies and tv shows which are about underdog music performers like you look at your pitch perfect your glees your any kind of musical uh yeah but every time someone someone's a a bit of a dick to these guys they burn a fucking fucking guy's house down in the third episode <laughs> because he said no i don't want to sign you i mean he was a bit harsh about it but like it was still just he was worse. very harsh about yeah, it but he, to be fair so he's, he's uh, liable for millions of pounds worth of damage in that house <laughs> yeah no carol's got like a they burned down a berserker mode they burned down it was a banksy, banksy wasn't they it burned down a bloody banksy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like not any Banksy either. No. Like the, the, sh- the shredder one. I can't like believe the that. one that's worth. Yeah. Oh, dude, I loved it. I, I thought but that was we're so We're getting. Good. Oh, so ahead. Yeah. We're getting ahead. <laughs> we are. We'll get around to the, to that in a bit because I really enjoyed this scene on the bridge. I know that it's you. You might not like the cliche of it and whatever, it's but narcissistic. I think the way that it's shot and directed, the the that beautiful twilight hour orange that's kind of basking the whole bridge and the the humming um, of Carol as she kind of starts playing. It gave me goosebumps. Okay. Like, it was, it but was I didn't, good. I didn't like Tuesday's interpretation of it. She was like, oh, she tries to interpret the song like of hearing a few, a few notes and it's like, oh, you're lonely, mm. but you don't want people to know. And first of all, I think, well, yeah, I could say that, I, can't. I could say that about any busker. Like, you're just making general comments like they're on their own playing on the, yeah. Second of all, it's like, I, I just really wanted Tuesday. No, really. Yeah, Carol. I really wanted Carol to just be like, no, you're wrong. No, it, it's about. No, this is a happy song. Yeah. <laughs> this is about my dog I had when I was five. It was the best pet in the world. <laughs> yeah, that kind of 
Uh, th- that's a very anime thing, isn't it? It's yeah. that, that I understand you straight away from uh, the music you're playing. We're, we're so in sync. Yeah. Uh, I bet your Star is Born does that as well. I bet you like. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they probably. I'm trying to think. I've seen that, and it's probably not. It's probably implied. It's probably not. Ex- mm. And I think that's the overtly stated. Yeah. And I think that's the difference, isn't it? When they sort of like explicitly saying, I understand you and I get this. It can be an emotional and like a, a visual representation. Be of a that. look across the piano to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Again, nobody can see me do that look across the piano to anybody. So I don't know why. <laughs> it was special. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll screenshot it and uh, we'll, we'll post. <laughs> Screen cap it and send it in. God damn it. So we get the first. But they're partners now. Yeah. But we get the first cutscene of the records. So, um, oh yeah, yeah, the in the middle. Yeah, so obviously that's one of my questions. Is there more than meets the eye to this? Is there a reason why these certain records have been chosen? Is there a reason why more than meets the eye? <laughs> there are robots Sorry. in this. So. Um, <laughs> there are robots, and they are in disguise as suitcases yeah. and owls. Yes, and weird little monkey thing, rabbit, rabbit things. rabbits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So the records, I like it because it's. Each episode is named after a either a single from or a studio album, right? Um, and the word, like the title of the album, kind of reflects the themes of that episode. Cool. So that very first episode is called "True Colors," um, which links back to what uh, Tuesday was saying on the train on the way in, mm. and how. Uh, when they discuss their favorite artists later, they talk about how, oh, well, my true colors is that I want to do music and I don't want to be working at Space McDonald's and I don't want to be just a, a rich kid. I want to follow my passions and do whatever. Space McDonald's. Yeah, Love cool, it. fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Space burger. Um, so yeah, that, that's what the records are about. There's there's a bunch throughout. Like some episodes are called Don't Stop Believing. You get um, nice other like big Classic. references to yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. And I did like it. It was, it was fun. Yeah. And we come into the jam session, which is, for me, the highlight of the episode. I yeah. adore this scene. So I've, I, I, yeah, I genuinely thought it was really well done. I thought it was cool. I liked that it started off slow. They broke it down. It wasn't like a cliche sort of, oh, we're so in sync. We're going to perfectly jam straight away. They had the sort so of like a high school musical effect. No, they just a, all perfectly know what to do. It cuts to the, the, the record that actually goes out to the public. Um, <laughs> they, so a Tuesday starts plucking at the guitar and like they, they start getting into sync and then it sort of speeds up a bit and it, it builds gradually. Now I'm not a, a, a musician, so I imagine musicians could do it this quickly. I was still a bit like, maybe it'd take them a little bit longer to sort of get into the swing of things. But it's an anime. You haven't got all day. They they gave it its due. And I think they I think they yeah. did a really good job of sort of slowing that down and building it up like an actual jamming session with some like real sounds. And accidentally, accidentally I looked this up when I was looking for the instruments. Um it's the real instruments used to record that stuff. So like all the, all it's the actual hummingbird and the actual uh, Nord keyboard that they use when recording that stuff, which is awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. The attention to detail uh, within the series is, is phenomenal. And I love all of the scenes where they start building the songs. Cause exactly like you said, it starts off gradual and they experiment with stuff and they, they kind of find a melody and then they experiment with putting a few words into it. And then we start hearing the full verses and then it comes together and they're harmonizing and it's 
all kind of builds and i know it's yeah like you said it's very sped up but it works just oh it it sounds great i'm sitting there all the hairs of my arm are standing up on end and i could i can is... imagine watching the entire series and going back to this like you have and just getting massive vibes like massive goosebumps so I, I can appreciate that it's Absolutely. got that it's got that um that power in it hasn't it? it's got that um yeah it just, it's just an imp- it's just good music it is yeah just i've good got music i've got questions about that later though because again we'll, we'll we'll come to them later because it's not really appropriate here but to do with like the actual creators of this show and the musical talent that is going into this show you're assuming mm-hmm. there's a lot of assumptions about your own quality and your own talent because you're basically saying you're the next big thing and that you're producing and that's it's the same with any musical production when it's put into like tv mm. or movie or whatever there's a there's an assumption yeah, that yeah. if you're gonna go down the line that we are awesome if you're gonna say this is the number one song yeah you've got to make it, it has to be it has to match that hype right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. which uh, i think as a first episode i think this does a good job of getting all those all the players that we need to see on the table mm. well we didn't mention we see gus he's hammered yeah and we hammered. find out he's an ex from the industry yeah and he passes out but we, everybody gets introduced and we get enough about each character to be like, oh, I want to see where this goes. Mm. And I want to know more about each person, which is good. Yeah. And we get the ED. We get the ED. Well, like they, go, a... they go up to the roof and take the selfie and post that to Instagram. And that's quite nice. And then, they, then, then there's the ED, which um, eh, I didn't particularly think. Did you think? I didn't think it was great for a music show. The music was, was pretty bleh. I think out of the first three episodes, I think this song is the weak link for me. Yeah. It's kind of a happy-go-lucky bop, and it's okay. Yeah. As we find, most of the songs in this show have English lyrics that you can sing along to, mm. which is quite nice. Oh, and yeah, the walking yeah. animation loops of uh, Carol and Tuesday both walking along give off a lot of personality of each. And the crossing and them coming into colour is nice, but again, it's not hitting the same level as something like attack on titan or Beastars, stars where they do something visually interesting and narrative moving or even yuri on ice where we got that slideshow of yeah. instagram pictures it just there's not enough there no, for me to rate it it was just a bit very boring. high um just a bit yeah. dull but on that the music it mm-hmm. it's all sung in english right yes how does that what's the deal i'm i'm it's probably an obvious answer but like is it all is it was it produced in english no, it was still made in Jap- uh, in Japanese. So they've got uh, and then dubbed. So the dub very close together, right? So not only do they need amazing amazing singers and creators in Jap- Japanese, they also need the same in English for the dub. Is that um, ish? So Carolyn Tuesday's uh, voice actresses yeah. in both English and Japanese are different to their performance. Uh, actresses mm. so you have um i'm gonna butcher how they pronounce this because how do you pronounce it it's nai br dot xx okay and uh selena selena yeah selena ann right who are the singing voices okay. for carolyn tuesday in both english and in japanese okay um so uh, okay so they sing both, right, that, out and found. right. So, yeah. so they just they they've just learned to sing in both languages basically well, no, the songs are in the sing- English. The songs right? are all are in English. Okay, right. That, see, that's the yeah, sort of world. Yeah, okay, that's fine. That, clar- that clarifies things. So episode two. 
Yeah. And we kick in straight with the OP. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I think the, the, it starts off like almost Renaissance painting style, like with the way it's sort of the the colors and the, the watercolors and things that sort of come out of it. Um, and this goes into the animation. It was really sort of soft outlines in general, um, fairly simplistic apart from Mm. the instruments, which are like these 3D beings on the, on this 2D platform, which, uh, really, cool really cool images yeah like, and they look so realistic and really detailed and everything and again like to the detail that goes into this show like when they're playing the instruments as far as possible they try to do the actual finger movements for the the chords and for the playing the keys on the piano which is awesome and throughout the op like you said you've got this kind of painting style watercolory storybook feel to it and i got yuri on ice up. vibes <laughs> Yeah, very much so. You get this kind of... Um, and uh, to speaking of Yuri and Ice, when Carol starts dancing and everybody starts to join in, I get a lot of very kind of rotoscopy yeah. feeling. Um, well, I was thinking... Animation even, from that. Even from playing the instruments with the hand movements and stuff, you could easily... And when she was singing on the mm. piano, I got that... It was it was very much the same thing, that sort of natural movement. And it, I felt it could have been rotoscoped, obviously. yeah i I couldn't speak to whether it actually has i think definitely for the the dancing um it could have been Mm. and for the playing i think there there must have been reference shots for it yeah but it looks so good (laughs) um the way that the the bystanders in the op like start dancing along with the girls it's like really infectiously fun and it's just this little night concert that they give in the street where the the lights are kind of shining down and there's like a dog watching and everyone's sat around just having a really <laughs> great time listening to them yeah is like an awesome way to kind of show the journey that they're about to embark on yeah and it, the song is just so good it's just <laughs> like, it's been stuck in my head for the past couple of days it's like oh Take it away, Sam. You can it's do just, you can, it's you just can, real neat. You, you can you just know? you can sing our OP from now on. We're not gonna put <laughs> we're not gonna put our well, one. Okay, so then we find Tuesday who's trashed the place again. Uh again. I don't know why again. Well, no, she does trash it again. She trashes it first time and uh Carol's like, What the hell? She does not know how to mm. uh look after her place. And then she's like, Alright, I'll tidy up and makes an even worse job of it and trashes it even more so tuesday can't clean tuesday she had a maid yeah that's it (laughs) she she posh she from rich family and bougie um but that obviously gives them a link to discuss that later on and they get a bit more of an insight into each other's lives um so Mm. i I get i get the point of it um but really uh, during this episode at this point we're focusing on between angie and carol because angela is getting a photo shoot and she Mm -hmm. um to be honest, I didn't really care much for her side story at this point. I just wanted to focus on Carol and um, Carol and Tuesday because that was obviously those are obviously mm. our main characters. I get for, for me at this point, Angela is just a point of reference to what the music industry is and to what yeah, exactly. the, what they're she competing is, against. Yeah, she you get kind of get the insight into the amount of resources and money and production that is going into the most popular of popular music versus what the girls are going to have to contend with yeah so 
it, it, again, it reinforces that argument of, and and uh, Mr. Tao mentions it as well. He says, "Oh, uh, people complain about music not having the human ele- uh, element, not elephant, <laughs> the human elephants, Ganesh, Ganesh, <laughs> oh, Ganesh, he's back, baby." <laughs> I thought you were going to go but down yeah, the B, he... B stars route, but yeah, Ganesha, Ganesha <laughs> works as well. Ganesha's better. Ganesha is the best option there. Man, I miss Ganesha. He's so good. <laughs> he's been he's been putting some work in this season. To be fair, I'm, I'm happy. Anyway, yeah, the human element versus this kind of mass produced AI focused um, music, and the argument of whether music, the soul of music, can be affected by. I think he says like. Oh, I'll just increase the heartwarming parameter of it, or something. Yeah, it's it's like whether it can be manufactured or not, and um, it it's it's sort of for all intents and purposes can be to a certain extent because they're doing it and mm. they're doing it fairly well. Because um, um, even Angela says she didn't realise that so that so much music was done by AI. Um, yeah. I always find it weird thinking. I mean, obviously there are ways to create vocals. I just think it's weird. How do you create vocals with AI? I mean, instruments I get, but like it's just difficult. To give you some homework, oh, uh, you need to look up uh, Vocaloids. So, have you heard of Hatsune Miku? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, I, I watch those. Yeah, your those, favorite, yeah, I watch right? those yeah. things yeah, all your the favorite. time. Favorite, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. What's her favorite vegetable? Um, I can't. Th- I can't even think of any vegetables right now. Carrots. <laughs> <laughs> like when, s- <laughs> when somebody asks you what your favorite book is, and you're yeah. like, I've never read a book in my life. Exactly. Yeah. What's your favorite anime? Uh, this one. Oh, do, uh, <laughs> whatever yours is. <laughs> uh, yeah, so in the world now, we have these um, performers called Vocaloids, and essentially each Vocaloid is a massive sound bank of samples of a person's voice that you can auto-tune and change uh, however you want to create music. And it's obviously start, started in Japan because all the cute anime girl AIs mm. have... Interesting. Um, and it's kind of exploded out since then. We're even starting to see um, more and more people who started with Vocaloid releasing their own albums, and it's sounding more and more human. Like, if you listen to a Hatsune Miku song, you can very clearly tell that it is a sound bite being attempted to be put into tune. Okay. Versus if you listen to a Vocaloid that came out this year, it's almost seamless. Wow. Interesting. Mm. That's scary, though. I don't like it. Yeah, it's not. It's not fun. No. <laughs> yeah, that. Soon we won't need humans at all. <sighs> this, this is how Skynet gets in. Not by like big evil murdering robot terminators, but it's no. anime waifus who just sneak in and <laughs> and. Well, no. Well, it is, isn't it? It's it. It's gonna. It's not gonna be. It's gonna be Instagrams and Facebooks and social media that brings the world down probably but anyway enough of that we are enough of that morbid we're back on mars we're back on mars yeah um we, and carol <laughs> oh my god yes carol <laughs> is at her new job which for some reason and this is such a weird uh, a weird bit of her uh, plot line that um she goes to a guy's funeral to cry because his dying wish was that people missed him so he's paid people in advance to come or paid a company in advance to produce dying cry no crying people uh at his funeral so that they seem like they miss him and she's like oh god okay so i'm an actress or an actor um and she 
the first guy goes up and he bawls over the coffin and he's oh, he's like why so wonderful why did you have to die and um <laughs> and he's like just imagine just remember your dead parents or your or when you were bullied as a kid does she know does he know carol because she has references for both of those things <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh god you hit, like hit you my life on picked... the head <laughs> <laughs> and like i love the flashback to when uh the flashback to when she's a kid yeah um, the bully calls her Odango. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's back. I know. I did get that. I, I did clock that. Yeah. Well, I was listening to the dub and it did just say dumplings. Uh, but fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I, I actually. Like, oh, go- Sam's going to go on another bloody rant about Dango. <laughs> I actually Googled dumplings in Japanese and it wasn't Dango. It was something else. And I don't know what. I can't remember. No, you want to be looking for the the white, green, and pink ones. Right, I'll, I should have known. <laughs> oh, dude, they're delicious. They honestly are. They're so they're so tasty. Okay. I ate like three skewers worth of them and thought I was going to die. What? Why? Worth it? Just because you're just because they're so really much. filling. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Don't overeat, kids. <laughs> know your limits. <laughs> so Carol and get- then exceed them. <laughs> <laughs> so Carol uh, gets down on her knees over the coffin and. Um, she's like thinking about her past yeah so she remembers being bullied but she wasn't bullied she turns out she was the bully because she beat the crap out of that kid and then um she tries to make herself cry but then she sees a butterfly on the reverend's head and just can't hold in her laughter (laughs) and just bursts out laughing and obviously loses her job sacked immediately have some discipline girl bloody hell yeah she's that's two jobs in two episodes like (laughs) it's not going well for her no I mean, I imagine she comes home. I imagine this is what, um, oh, what's he called? Victor would be like with a real job uh, from Yuri on Ice. Oh my God. Like, he's, you are completely right. He just can't settle down. He's just like, oh, I've lost another job. Oh, well, a butterfly. (laughs) Ooh, pretty. (laughs) Victor, god damn it. (laughs) Back to work. So she comes home and she finds, um, that Tuesday has, she can't clean. She's trashed the place. And so it's now after a hard day of being fired carol now has to help clean the house as well so you had one job yeah tuesday you had one job but it cuts it does end up with a nice cute scene yeah so i can't begrudge it too much what with them with them listing things before they go to sleep yeah it's kind of cute it's like when two people first come to is this i I guess maybe more in like a relationshipy way yeah is this is this how i don't remember us doing this sam when we first met what do you mean? You were drunk. It was fine. You might have been asleep too, but that's not the point. <laughs> I, I had a great time. <laughs> oh, you never remember the important things to me. Sam, we've, <laughs> we've talked about this. <laughs> Don't bring it up. So yeah, they, they have this, they have this nice, <laughs> they have this nice uh, conversation where they kind of talk about things they like and it inevitably comes back to music and they compare uh, artists that they enjoy and they bounce song ideas off of each other and i thought this was quite a, it felt like a real conversation about two people like they don't agree with absolutely everything it's not so un- unrealistic that oh my god you like this artist this is my favorite song oh my god mine too we're so in sync like they have they still have those personal differences 
even though yeah, all, there's a similar although they do umbrella. they do have a favorite artist because they literally say oh me too what's your favorite art- what's your favorite song and she goes oh it's this song and then she's like what's your favorite song oh everything oh that's not fair you can't say everything so they um, unfortunately sam they do have oh well no in this in the sub it was def it was they each had like a distinct song that was their favorite oh did they kind of just well mm, from what I, I, I'm, mm. I'm sure they said everything and at first I thought that was the name of the song but then she was like you can't just say every- maybe it was the name of the song and it was a play on words and it was like oh you can't just say that uh, like a translating joke yeah maybe possibly I, I mean know. oh well they like yeah. things and some are saying some they are like things and it's cute and they're bondy yes and um, and then that's where they get the grand idea yeah grand piano idea um, to go and perform they want to perform the song on a better piano well um carol does and tuesday's like okay i'll do whatever you want because you seem cool and edgy and um i want to impress you so they decide um they they i ship them so hard by the way like honestly they're like i just want them to kiss i just want them to date and hold hands and be together it's so cute yeah i mean they there's there's definitely there's definitely uh, enough there to sort of warrant that i think that'd be nice but i'm assuming that never happens because it's an anime and we don't uh, Thanks, Japan. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a cutscene to a very small snapshot of uh, Ertagun, who um, is our DJ and things, who we come back to later. But he hits on Roddy um, and then goes off on a date with another woman. And we meet Roddy as well. Oh, Roddy. Roddy, Roddy, who's on this really cool interface uh, in the theatre mm. that Carol and Tuesday are going to appear at soon. And he's clearly, mm, he's, he's not, he's, he's a bit sort of, a bit of a, I don't know. He seems a bit down. He's a bit. He's not really into everything, into it as much as. Yeah, he kind of he hits this nice trope of the kind of down on his luck, antisocial, introverted guy. Like, couldn't relate. Lol. <laughs> he sits there. <laughs> he sits there like building his model kits at home. Oh yeah. And... What was the robot on his desk? I've got to ask. Is that is that some sort of reference? I thought you'd know. Being. Uh, a... no... I mean, you could kind of maybe link it to Gundam because it was a red robot, so it could be linked to Shah. But in general, th- th- it's um, its own universe yeah. thing. It's just a, a fun model kit. Yeah, fair enough. We'll, we'll mention All my model kits arrived in the post recently. Ooh. I'm now going to spend the next few days decorating my entire house with Gundam. Oh, Sam! I, sometimes I think you're so cool, and then you go and say things like that. But that's fine. And then that, yeah, <laughs> it's like, damn, he's actually got. A, a bit of wherewithal with that. Oh wait, his house all. is full of plastic robots. <laughs> By saying something stupid like, like "I fucking love Gundam." <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Okay. Um, at least we have fun on this podcast. I think that's all. That, all that really. Yeah, matters. someone's got to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he, we meet Roddy, and he's a bit down on his luck, but um, and uh, he works for Ertigan, and Ertigan goes off on this date, and we. Cut to Angie getting violated by the voice machine. Um, oh God, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, it should help your vocals." And I'm like, "How? It's jabbing things in her mouth that clearly is making her sing worse." But anyway, um, we'll we'll move mm. on. And that's you know, okay. The music industry is terrible, and you do what you do to to succeed in it. Cutting back to Carol and Tuesday, who actually are have managed to get in on stage because uh, to, Carol knows someone on the gate on the new one of the guards yeah. yeah um and they they sit down and she sits down at the piano and we get a lovely rendition of their song 
Um, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Like to hear it all pulled together for the first time and even the difference. I don't know whether it actually was, but I felt like there was an actual difference between when it was played on the keyboard versus played on the, on the grand piano. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, it sounded it's a diff- better. It's a different and instrument, again, Sam. Because <laughs> there's a sound difference. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like anime tends to cut corners with sound design and stuff, but clearly not here. They've, they've mm. gone out of their way to record it properly, and it pays off because as Roddy is recording them, he and everybody else in the uh, auditorium is enamored by what they're seeing, and they give this excellent, I want to know short rendition of the song. I want to know where it was recorded because they've also got like the um, the echo and the reverb of the auditorium. They've got like they've got a much fuller and rich and deep deep tone to their voices that um, would mm. would happen when you're on a stage like that with the acoustics in yeah. in, in a building like that. So I think maybe those were uh, artificially done, which would make sense because it's hard to get access to auditoriums and things but <laughs> yeah. hey man when you when you're watanabe and you've made as many absolute bangers as he has yeah i, I wouldn't doubt that he managed to somehow rent out the royal fill for a day yeah just to sing in it uh yeah i made a note here the the most unrealistic thing about this entire uh show so far is once they finish this amazing performance and they're getting chased out of the building uh roddy just goes cool i'll upload it hits upload and in less than a second, it's just yeah, it's uploaded and done. Like, what? What? Dude, this is Mars. It the, takes me the, like the Wi-Fi is awesome. <laughs> oh right, of course, of course. I, how could I be so naive? <laughs> I think it's also interesting that this is set in the near future, but fairly far in the future because we've travelled to Mars. Um, yeah, and we, set we, up... we do get a bit of a time scale for that, do we? Yes, at the begin, and, and I missed it the first time, but because I went back to watch the, I went back to watch the OP each time because Netflix skips it automatically. Yeah, it does, which yeah. is a crime. It is. Yeah. Um, I, I went back. As so well. when I went, when I went back for it, one of the bits of exposition that Gus gives in the opening, he says, "Oh, it's been fifty years since humans arrived on Mars." Okay. So we've wow. Added, I think it was like maybe twenty. It's like old history where Sam. I think it was like. Yes. I've got a problem. Okay. Maybe you can maybe you can fix my problem because why are there 1900s buildings on Mars? Why is there pure aesthetic mate? Why what? Pure aesthetic. Pure aesthetic. Why why is there the where are why are there these suburbs and this old these old buildings and things and these old streets with cobbled stuff and I don't know. Is it? Isn't it a bit? I mean, the center city is very high tech and definitely looks that very spitting image. But why would things would be expect? built in old style? Is it just for aesthetic? Because people, because that doesn't make sense. Surely that would cost more to be able to do. It might be a, for like stuff like the concert hall. I think you rich people be rich. They they want to make a memorial Mars hall, so they're going to make it look like something back on Earth. But in terms of the suburbs, I guess that look like nineteen nineties Brooklyn. <laughs> I wonder if that girl from Sailor Moon is there. <laughs> God, stop bringing her back. <laughs> I'll keep bringing her back until they stop referencing Brooklyn. Um, but no, I think when you bring a labor force with you to colonize anywhere, we know that Mars is terraformed because they're breathing the air. Like you can't just immediately reskill everybody to build in unfamiliar styles. I guess that first kind of few waves, and you see this a lot in, in a lot of sci-fi, is 
the first kind of ways that go out there will use very familiar earth-based techniques in order to accomplish something. And then the people with the money do the stuff like the center of the, the center of the city where there's the big high rises and the neon and the white everywhere. Okay. I mean, it's a fair argument. I'm not sure whether I buy it, but um, we'll go with it for now. All right, fine. Moving on. <laughs> so it goes viral. Yeah. So um, Rod, Roddy, Ruddy, Roddy, 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 um, Roddy, uh, Roddy posts um, the video of them performing on stage to social media and it blows up. Everyone's watching and Gus hears it in the um, in the bar. So he's back in the bar getting drunk and these this couple start playing the music. And he's like, turn that crap off. And then he actually listens and he's like, oh my God, I got to find these guys. I'm going to sign them. They're going to be my next big thing. So he calls Roddy, who he knows because everyone knows everyone in the music industry. I guess. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) And Roddy's like, oh yeah, uh, I don't know who it is. (laughs) Lol, psych. I'll just find out on their Instagram account. Um, (laughs) Oh my God. It's like, it's such big brother surveillance state though as well, isn't it? Because he goes, okay, facial recognition, lol, found you, and they left you. Like, from the geotagging onwards, it's something you could do nowadays. But the fact that he just goes, sure, facial recognition is just... (laughs) Yeah, but to be fair, I mean, I've never looked into it. I imagine you could easily buy software to do that now. Maybe not even buy. Mm, Maybe not. I mean, I mean, you've got Google yeah, reverse image search, you have, yeah. which even within it's a, oh my God, we're living in this timeline. <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you for listening. Um, this was a Summon World <laughs> podcast that will no longer this be This is an existential breakdown. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you when the robotic overlords wear our faces as masks. So Gus breaks into the girl's apartment. <laughs> Here's your manager. <laughs> and we end episode two with uh, Gus basically, yeah, wanting to be their manager, wanting to uh, take them to heights they've never been to. And um, they're a bit freaked out, obviously. And we start episode yeah, three. because a big fat drunk man has just burst into their house like the guy from The Shiny. <laughs> with Roddy, who's turned up for the ride, apparently. Yeah, he's just sitting there, <laughs> just really subdued. Just like, yeah, sure, <laughs> whatever. I stalked them this far, I may as well see it through. <laughs> <laughs> you have no place here, Roddy. Why are you here? Um, and they we cut we cut to them going for lunch. And this this whole world building thing, there are so, the technology and stuff is so cool with just how they don't make a big deal out of it. It's just sort of there, like with the skateboard, like with um, in this episode we see with the arrows that lead them through Ertegon Ertegon's uh, house, Ertigan's yeah. house, the the table at the pizzeria, and the, the, ba- the suitcase, and the bar that when they swipe in in the bar and he calls the uh, calls the waiter to come along because obviously he's not needed for the drinks, but he's there if you want to like <laughs> chat or whatever. Um, the <laughs> yeah, the biggest or to call in a drink favor. <laughs> the biggest sin of the entire thing is that everybody orders a bloody margarita pizza, like. Of all oh, the mate, options. No, they're after my heart here. Oh, no. I'm just, <laughs> so poor. I'm, I'm so boring when I get pizza. But honestly, when it was like, yeah. I'll have a margarita. I too will have a margarita. <laughs> margarita for me as well. I'm just like, my people. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where are my people? They're on Mars. <laughs> Even just... I mean, it's not a sin to get a margarita pizza. I don't mind a good margarita pizza. But there's four of you there. Get some variants and share so that you actually get a bit of... You know, a bit of... A yeah, bit, maybe mix it up mix a it bit. Up. Yeah. You're just missing an opportunity. Anyway, that's my food snobbery this out This has got way. my line of the show yeah. at this point, um, which is the... 
<laughs> when they sit down, uh, Gus offers Carolyn Tuesday uh, dinner. Yeah. And he says, oh, come on, come choose something to eat. And Carol's quite sceptical because obviously this big guy's busted in and he's very suspicious. And she goes, oh, what are you, are you trying to buy us? And Tuesday just goes, I'll take a margarita, please. <laughs> She's just straight in. Yeah. just That's fine. I'm hungry. Yeah, why not? <laughs> What's going to happen? I mean, I've had my suitcase stolen and, uh, you know, I have no idea. No more. I now live with this stranger. Yeah, but uh, I'm sure everything's going to go well. And they're like, they're, 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 to be fair, they were a bit shocked at the beginning. They, that's the thing as well, though, isn't it? Because Tuesday, no, yeah, Tuesday um, originally is on board with Carol when they're like, oh, my God, why are you following us? Are you a perv? And... Uh, Gus is like, who cares if he's a perv? It's not like it matters. And, and Roddy's there like, hey, dude, it does matter. I'm not a perv. Come on, man. Um, so she's on board there with like being a bit skeptical. And then it's like, oh, food's involved. Okay. What we have out. <laughs> I immediately trust you. Yeah. Full 180. They're offering food. No one taught, uh, Tuesday about, um, sweets in a van, did they? Anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh god no never accept food from a stranger that's like rule 101 of being a, a child in britain <laughs> <laughs> the doors are, the doors are locked at midnight <laughs> get in curfew's here so we hide from the vans so they start doing a bit of research on gus and roddy's roddy's doing leading this and he's like oh you've got a wiki page surely he knows who gus is why is he surprised by this yeah you'd think that he you could argue, oh, maybe it's for the benefit of of, of the other two, which it is. It is, but, but he shows genuine surprise at the fact he's got a wiki page. He knows this guy. Yeah. This is a big sin for me. Um, it, it, not a, like a huge game-breaking one, but this is something that I don't like when anime do. Um, and as much as I enjoy the presentation of it all and the lines that they give, I, I don't want to give Carolyn Tuesday a free pass for it just because it's dressed up differently. Mm. But there's a lot of shows... Um, Sword Art Online in particular is quite guilty of this, where they do what's called cafe exposition, mm, yeah, which is where you go to an eatery or a cafe yeah. or somewhere and essentially just exposit a bunch of stuff that the audience needs to know. It's kind of like a lazy way to write in a bunch of important details without it having... like if it can't just come up naturally. Yeah. And I understand the need to use it. And I like the way that it's presented, but yeah, I want to be critical and I want to say, look, you just, there could have been better ways to do this. They, like Gus's history could have come up a bit more naturally or somebody could have, like you say, Roddy acts surprised when he reads the page, but we know they've got history. So Roddy could even have brought it up back at their place or, or whatever. Yeah, like he could have but, been bigging himself up and Roddy could have been like, oh no, you're a, you're a failure, mate. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He could have been like, I, I produced this person, and Ronnie's just there, like fact checking him, like yeah. every two yeah. seconds. Dude, that was thirty <laughs> years ago. And he also, <laughs> Motorhead kicked your ass. He's, he's like, um, he's like, oh, I helped Bruno get big on Mars or something like that. I was, oh. <laughs> that was quite nice. I was like, I mean, I'm sure every single every single thing they say has some musical reference, but you know, I'm very much uh, skimming off the surface what I could actually um reference because yeah there's a lot that goes over my over my head um but anyway we cut to angela again who's doing a show which i genuinely think could be like an mtv show at some point or something like that like 
It's it felt like it, didn't it? it the first person crib style. Exactly. Thirty seven questions with Angela. Yeah. Was it thirty seven? I wrote down thirty seven after the episode. I was like, I'm sure it's thirty something. <laughs> thirty seven questions. I nailed it. Um, nailed it. <laughs> so yeah, they ask. They, they're just following around her apartment, and it's a nice way to get an insight into the life, asking questions as they go. Yeah, I thought it was quite a cool concept. Not something that I'd necessarily be interested in, but if they did someone who I was, you know, who I, who I was interested in, like I don't know. A particular actor or a particular person in society that I was interested in, it'd be a really quick, you could imagine it on YouTube or on like, on something, you know, 10 minutes. Yeah, like a, a short form yeah. interview program, like a Hot Ones or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What I did quite like about this as well, and I don't know how well it came across in the dub, was but it, it came across, did, across was, very well. Was it the bikini? <laughs> no, it wasn't the bikini. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, it was the fact that for me, when I was watching it, um, it felt like... Well, I liked that it was first person and the way it was shot like it was some guy's pe- point of view. Yeah. But I also liked how forced and scripted mm. that it felt. Yeah. Especially compared to... We've just had the Carol and Tuesday meeting where they're talking and they're calling each other perverts and bringing up like past history. And it's very off the cuff. And, yeah. Um, this felt very sterile and yes, sterile is a good word. Produced, yeah. And I think that bloody good credit to everybody involved, voice actors, animators, everything, into the fact that it did feel that way when, uh, like, to make that very forceful comparison. Yeah, like, I don't think a lot of lesser shows would have just played it completely straight and it would have felt like a normal, mm. playful interview. Yeah, no. But that's, the direction was very specific and I liked it. That's a really good point. And I think, you know, it, it goes without saying really that there are a lot of shows and things that do that. But like, I'm thinking more it, it, in, in the sporting world, you know, when you interview players now, like they all say the same crap. They all just come out with the same stuff. Mm. Um, oh yeah, it was a good game. We uh, worked as a team. And it's like, yeah, but what about your amazing goal? It's like, yeah, well, it was a good pass and uh, I'm just happy to get one for the team. It's the same thing every time. Same bollocks stuff because they, they, ne- they can't trip themselves up. They need to, they need, they're basically scripted. They have this perfect image, don't they? Yeah. Um, and I think yeah that that that's just what it reminded me of here that sterile sort of yeah you're saying lots of things but is any of it actually true is it any yeah. of, it's all is any of it meaningful it's just genuine yeah yeah and they even like sneak in an advert within it as well oh yeah with the even adding to that layer and with the jury and soda yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I clocked that i was like ha. fun um, but that, that's what everyone's drinking. Even Carol and Tuesday aren't um, outside of the world of advertising with the, you know, she's wearing Timberland. She's doing all, she's drinking the soda. She's every, they're still in that world, which is nice. They're not just, they're not like so. They're not completely divorced from it. Yeah. They're not trying to be kind of hipstery off the grid anyway. They are just trying to survive. And if that's the cheapest decent drink to get and it happens to be the most well-promoted one then of course they're gonna just yeah pick it up because that's what they see the most out there yeah cool so then we cut back to them and the dude skimps on paying gus doesn't pay for me the oh, meal yeah. even though he says he would and at that point uh, if i was carol and tuesday i'd be like why you want what? us to be <laughs> you want to be our manager why no <laughs> dude you're paying <laughs> like come on um yeah he sort of 
really throws that trust out of the window from from the beginning. Um, but they're on board. Yeah. They're on board for now. He's a bit of a burnout, isn't he? Really? Yeah. Um, and I think he, he's lucky that Cal and Tuesday are as good spirited as they are to actually help chip in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, they cut to the dry cleaning scene, which meh, you like that, don't you? Uh, I, I, I do. I, you I do. I. It's a bit cheesy. Again, it's like it's a bit cheesy. It's yeah. It's it is very cheesy. It's it's similar to that first uh, jam session where no, it's not. They come up like no, it's not. They kind of start to come up with this beat and yeah, but they're doing they... it in a dry cleaners, man. Like it's been yeah. it's been done. An American dry cleaners, like it's so cliche. Ah oh, no, it's fun, dude. And, oh, and the guy joins in after, like, kind of. How's he got musical talent? Who's this guy that's come along? It doesn't along? matter. He's just tapping his legs, dude. It's, it's not like it's he's uh, performing Mozart Look, on the on dude, the drive. Dude, machine. for me and you who have such musical flair, I understand how hard <laughs> it. You know, it just comes natural that beat, that rhythm. But I tell you what, you stick a novice on on a drum or on a on a beat, and it's it's like a glockenspiel going through a shredder like it doesn't it doesn't work all right people aren't as talented as you might think ah <laughs> uh, no i i like it i think it's good it, like, he, he joins in they kind of they're again it's this it's the same process as the the jam session in that they start with a, a bass beat and then they come up with like a melody and then they add a couple of words and then they start to develop the words more and we get this really fun montage of all these cyclical things that they find in their local environment as they're gaining all this experience and they pull it all together into this song about we're like clothes in the washing machine yep yeah and then they take then they take this song and they meet Ertigan. oh love Ertigan. again we I, we I didn't mention it when he was first introduced i the whole thing of him being on the stage and uh, the song that plays in the background, low-key is a bit of a bop. <laughs> He's like a mix of Dead Mouse, Skrillex, oh, yeah. and Daft Punk all rolled into one yeah. Do, inter- with it, the attitude of Kanye. <laughs> interesting fact, which you may or may mm-hmm. not know. Um, I Do you know Ertigan was a music... Um, a, found like he founded atlantic atlantic records and um like helped produce like uh led zeppelin rolling stones and uh ray charles john coltrane oh really yeah so he's called wow. amat ertigan and i googled the name because i i thought it's such a random name it might have some uh music history and he died in 2006 but he yeah he was a huge person in the music industry so i reckon it's a reference to wow. him almost 100 percent. Mm. excellent uh, extracurricular research. Thank there, you, well. thank you very much. I like to bring, you know, I like to pull my weight. It's <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, no, I, I like, I like his, uh, his style. But yeah, he's, um, he's got a meeting. Yeah, so they go to a, a meeting through Roddy. Roddy gets them a meeting with Ertigan and uh, they get to his fancy ass villa, which is, you know, it's pretty dope. <laughs> and Gus isn't allowed in. They're like, nope, girls can come in. And, <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> and as they're sort of stood there, I see this little red bridge in in the background and I'm thinking, he's got a carp river. He's got a river full of um, giant... Koi, koi right? Yeah, koi, <laughs> koi carp river. Uh, and 
Of course he does. And it's brilliant. And it's like, ah, oh, brilliant. How cliche, but lovely. And so bougie. Then it's just a game of how many, ref- how many pop culture references can you spot around his, around his, uh, villa, which is like more money than sense. A hundred percent. Yeah. So did we, I, I, I know I've missed loads. There was a, some sort of Pac-Man machine. Yep. There was a Pac-Man arcade machine. Yeah. There was uh, the Banksies that we mentioned earlier. The Banksies, which was so cool. I was like, oh, who's going to mention it first? Because it's such a, you feel intelligent for mentioning it, but it was one of the biggest news stories of the year. Like everyone will have seen that. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yes, everybody heard I about know it. a Banksy uh, story here, but yeah, everyone knows it. Um, and it's, and that's what I was like, oh my God, this show must be really recent. Obviously it's got that current feel about yeah. it, but I was like, oh my God, this, that, that story only came out like last year. So it must be. Or the yeah, year it's super contemporary. Um, like it, it's uh, it was 2019 that it came out, and Bones worked on it uh, around about the same time as My Hero Academia season three or four. Must have been four. So, uh, it must have been animated from like the first, like late 2018 through to, or maybe even early 2019 through until the end because bones who are the studio who animated it are very good at of planning ahead and scheduling out um their shows mm. so that there's lots of time to put in those little details and to kind of stay on the pulse of stuff um they're one of one of the good one of the good ones cool so um i also clocked some emoji art as well just to get back on pop yes. culture references. Was there anything else? I, I, I was trying to, I was trying to look for stuff, but I was trying, trying to make notes as well. So nothing apart from kind of like jet, there was like a general Asian vibe downstairs, mm. like with the, like you said, with the bridge and uh, some of the other pieces in the background. Um, the, the most like in your face ones with the Banksies. Yeah. Um, and then he, he walks in. Well, he, I say he walks in, he walks in after about 20 minutes of umming and ahhing with these models out by the pool. And when he finally does come in, he's got the completely wrong end of the stick. Well, no, you think he does. Well, yeah, he, he has. He's basically like, he, he's forgotten who they are. He doesn't know who they are. And he's like, oh, you're Roddy's friends. Okay. Do you want autographs? Do you want this? And then he... Not before doing some sick push-ups. Yeah, though. oh yeah. Strips, strips down to his boxers and starts doing push-ups, which, as you do, I mean, he is ripped. Um, but Dude shredded. He is. Great cheese off those arms. <laughs> And but I imagine the smell would tend to linger. Moving on. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'll try it later, Sam, and let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to like I should try to sound more convinced that that, that you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> this is the beautiful thing about audio podcasting. We can be whoever we want to be, Sam. If I want, ripped- we are the avatars. <laughs> we are as slim and trim as those avatars are. <laughs> oh God. Don't ruin the illusion. Right. Um, Ertigan is in his house. He's, he's speaking to the girls and they're like, they want to play their song for him. And he's like, no, I'm not even going to listen to it. And they're like, what? You not, you need to listen. Give it a try. No, I know. I'm Ertigan. I know that this is going to be no good. It's out. You No, no good. And, you know, it's a bit harsh. But then the kids decide, well, Tuesday in particular, thinks... I'm gonna burn down. I'm gonna she? burn down the house, and she goes all like it's like <laughs> outer body experience, like really dark, <laughs> um, bit scary looking. She has like Attack on Titan lights. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> and she takes the song lyrics and puts them over his fancy ass cigarette lighter that he's got on the table, which 
Um, it's pretty cool, pretty dope. I it literally is so dangerous, but you know, he's nothing if not stylish. Yes. and she lights it on and just lights the pieces of paper on fire and just throws them in the air, and it burns down his entire place. Which it doesn't burn down his entire place. The the pages do. The thing is, <laughs> the pages burn up, and it sets off the smoke alarm. And we see later, it's a it's a minor fire at celebrities' house. Okay, so okay, yes, the house hasn't been burned. I mean, down, it, they called the fire. Imagine brigade. the yeah. Well, I assume it's like a security thing, but at the same time, think of the freaking amount of water damage. Yeah. Well, the Banksy's oh. ruined. That's it, right? <laughs> it's. <laughs> They've caused potentially millions of dollars worth of damage. Yes, they have. And that is not okay. And they run away and they laugh at him and they call him an idiot like, yeah, as he's lost. Suck it, Ert, again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. They And it's just that, like, entitled, spoiled, um, you know, uh, millennial feel to it where it's like, we can do what we want because we believe we're right. It's like, hold on. This is a real world with real consequences and real people and you know things that you say on twitter do count and they do hurt and they do, you can't just because you've got an opinion doesn't mean everyone needs to hear it and it's like just chill the fuck out yeah and that <laughs> kind of leads us I, yeah i mean yeah you the nail on the head <laughs> fuck millennials <laughs> sam are we technically millennials no, we are. I think yeah, we are. you more so than me. I'm like just on the cusp of it. How are we? How are you? We're born six days apart. Oh no, you're a year younger than me. I forgot about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay, fair enough. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh... well, I think with, with all of that kind of considered, that leads us across to our big questions. Will that will decide whether this gets a place in the universe. Okay, so uh, before we dive into the the three questions, do you have any odds and ends? Um, I kind of just say bef- before we get into the specifics. No, we we did really well at covering my questions that I had at the end. So I had um, the significance of the records that we've covered, the artist voices, how mm-hmm. that worked in the sub. We've gone over that. The amount of brands that ever, that's there. The <laughs> um, is it on Mars? We've discussed that. What kind of robot does Roddy have on his desk? <laughs> We've covered that. Um, <laughs> the instruments. Oh, I just wanted to get talk about the instruments being uh, used that are actually real instruments and that they're used in the recording of that. I think that's so cool. Um, that's a really cool bit of trivia. I really enjoy. Like, thank you. Like, thank you for sharing that because that's elevates the musical bits for me. Yeah, somewhat. Um, yeah, the, I I really enjoyed the whole aesthetic in general. I thought the the way they incorporated the uh, modern technology into that sort of um, historic world. Not historic, but you know what I mean? The, 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 the contrasting styles was really cool. Yeah. I like that the flip, flip phones were back. Yeah. So talking about technology, we had, uh, it was like, it was a phone, but the phone was more of like a sliver of glass. Yeah. And then it would fold out into a flip phone. Yeah. I think Japan just desperately wants to bring flip phones back. <laughs> And I am fully supporting that decision yeah. for them to do that because I just want a flip phone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm game. I mean, I think if it's dual touchscreen, that would be really interesting. It will be like the yeah. um, the Nintendo uh, DS. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Could you imagine making a phone call from my Nintendo DS? <laughs> nice one. 
yeah, I got um, so kind of general some like the animation quality. I think throughout these first three episodes is brilliant. All the characters on screen, whether they're main characters or background characters, are moving with purpose. Um, the performance scenes, especially, are big standouts where it's not bombastic like a Sword Art Online fight or um, a Shonen showdown, mm. but it's that subtle realism which is equally as difficult to pull off. I think this show nails. Cool. Um, the music throughout is great. I think even the background tunes when she's riding on the uh, skateboard thing and yeah. when they're like walking around, it's still humworthy. And the the main thing for me is the world building. It's immaculate, I would say, in terms of the fact that going into it, you don't get told any of the details that we've talked about throughout. You're shown it. It is the epitome of show don't tell yeah. yeah you can put the pieces together to figure out that the time set the time period the setting everything else and it's just very well done <laughs> so we've changed things around a little bit with the way we're going to evaluate these shows because we've generally just chatted about it and gone back and forth about what we think's been good and what we think's not been so good um, and we wanted it to be a bit more formulaic so we've come up with three distinct questions that if the show can answer sufficiently well and sometimes we might be a bit um lenient on some questions than others but if they can answer them sufficiently well for both of us we'll allow the show into the universe and those three questions are first of all is it conceptually a good show the second question is are there any fundamental turn-offs or is there any big uh glaring errors with this show that might stop us watching in the future and finally probably the biggest one does it make you want to watch more and this is something that some of our previous shows have have failed fell down on um so yeah i think we'll get straight into it and i'll ask you some first of all is it a conceptually good show do you like the concept of this show i do really enjoy um the concept of carolyn tuesday i think it is a hundred percent this totally traditional underdog uh, fighting to follow your dreams story. But it's dual. But the twist... It's dual, isn't it? Because you've got the rich and the poor and that different lifestyles Yeah, you've together. got these two conflicting perspectives coming together. And uh, you can argue a lot that this is definitely tried and tested and done to death. But I think with incredible music production behind it, you could, I think you could almost pitch this as a live action show mm. to Netflix or somewhere else and it would work yeah. as, a, as a concept. You're on Mars, here's some music, go. Yeah, for me, I think there's, a, what about you? Th- there's enough... Um, yeah, you've got a little bit of similarity, but I, I genuinely think this concept is quite unique. Um, I know you've got the underdog story, but everything's an underdog story. There's so many... You can't just say that that makes mm. it not being That's unique. That's just shonen in general, right? Well, it's shonen, but it's it's loads of stuff. There's loads of films. You know, it's one of the main storytelling devices, having an underdog. It's Rocky Balboa, like Christ. It's been done... done <laughs> for, it's been done so much, but the way they do it here is they focus on the relationship between these two characters and how they're going to work together. And because it's about music, because it's it's in a modern, funky world with different elements, there's enough different about it that keeps the story fresh and keeps it new and interesting. Mm. So yeah, I think I think the concept concept is really strong. Yeah. Yeah. So we we agree on concepts. So do you think then that there are any fundamental turnoffs? Is there anything here that when showing to a newbie would be a big hurdle for them to get past. 
no is my ultimate answer. I think there's a bit of futurism. So like, you know, the whole technology robot sort of elements, but it's so drip fed in that you could completely enjoy this without, without really uh, appreciating any of those elements. And it'd still be a fairly decent uh, journey. I think it's a tad cheesy at points. So I think some people who might oh, yeah. be more into your action <laughs> and more into, um, you know, you're on the, on, I don't know, you're more, yeah, actiony, uh, shows aren't gonna necessarily get what they want from this. But at the same time. But if you're coming into it from that point. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't looking at the, the summary, you're not coming into this for high stakes action, are you? No. And you, exactly. You can't eliminate a show because it doesn't tick a certain box that it's not trying to tick the box for every person out there yeah. Exactly, exactly yeah it's not trying to tick that box so yeah i don't think there's anything big for me uh, uh, like like i say yeah no i i agree i i think the world and the characters are realistic enough there's no crazy sexualization or absolutely batshit insane design choices or directive choices that kind of make this inaccessible i think this is very much something that can be viewed as a good story yeah yeah i agree um so does it make you want to watch more sam is is dude (laughs) we already know your answer don't we (laughs) yeah dude i like coming back to this after i've it's probably been almost a year almost to the month probably since I, i watched it for the first time after it escaped netflix prison um but i want to see again how they climb from the bottom and compete with angela i want to see soulful oh, careful. No, spoilers, story. no spoilers <laughs> i'll keep i'll keep it reined in um but like yeah i want to find out more about all of these characters and i want to see them just interact with each other because that's what compels me is watching them interact and enjoy the music that they're making and to see the flip side of the industry and to just listen to some really funky tunes man it's just good music i think apart from a few missteps with like the ed maybe yeah it's generally really good how about you what like do you want to keep going kind of <sighs> oh yeah i mean i i do i do i think partly it's just because i've got so much other stuff to catch up on i feel like my <laughs> backlog is just getting worse and worse and worse and there's things like yuri on ice i really want to go back because it's a short short series and i just haven't because i there's other things that i want to watch first um so this at some point i definitely want to watch more of this there's a slight bit of me that now they've met ertegun and now they've gone through sort of like okay this is a big chance i feel like the pace is going to slow down now just because of storytelling purposes and like building up gradually more maybe and i'm i feel like that sometimes takes the wind out of your sails a little bit but Mm. that's predictions that's not judging it off these three episodes so yes i definitely do want to watch more um the good bits make me want to see more the music makes me want to see more i said at the beginning um i it's got me wanting to play my guitar again it's got me sort of um yeah <laughs> it's actually had an effect on you in the real world yeah i mean I it's brilliant good intentions and everything i haven't i, I haven't <laughs> whether you do, whether or, I not, do or not is, it, is up for debate but... exactly but no i think it's it's powerful it's interesting it's creative it's unique yeah so many elements make me want to carry on with it and i really really enjoyed getting into this it was such a different feel to anything else and they always are you know every anime has its uniqueness but like yeah really really like this so this one resonated with you in the yeah, right way. yeah yeah it was good 
Yeah, that's great stuff. So I think well, that's a unanimous decision. That is, I would imagine, three for three, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, these questions it, it, are too it's easy. Nailed everything. <laughs> We've introduced them. It's just cleared them like it's nothing. Yeah. But yeah, like with with a great first three episodes that draw you in and make you want to follow these girls' story, I'm happy to say that Carolyn Tuesday, congratulations. You've not missed a beat. You've made it into the anime. <laughs> hey, well done. Well done. And I uh, I look forward to experiencing it further. And uh, It's a cool show. Thanks for introducing it to me, Sam. I'm going to just... Now just... You're most welcome. I'm now just going to sit here and just play the opening yeah. <laughs> theme again and again and again. <laughs> Because it's just it's it's an earworm. Before you before me. you do that, can you tell me what I've got to watch this week? Oh my goodness, yes. Um, so we just had <laughs> what did we have last week? We had Danganronpa last week. Before that, we had a a thriller with giant robots with Code Gears, and this week we've been looking at the musical side of things. So it's been it's been quite a while <laughs> since we settled in with a good comfy shonen. Oh, okay. So we're heading back to the the vast landscape of shonen anime and manga with um one of the big uh three. Wow, okay. We're we're coming in with and I I love to say it. We're here with Bleach. Oh wow, okay, Bleach. Awesome. Okay, cool. I, I get to learn about cleaning. Yes, by Tight Kubo, we are going to be looking at Bleach, a adaptation of the titular manga, where I guess he just didn't understand what the English word really meant. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that leaves us with um, another episode done, and we'd love to hear what you guys thought of it. So come over to our socials on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that we're at Gateway to the Anniversary. You can find us. Uh, except for Twitter, which is G- Gateway TTA. And, you know, subscribe to the podcast so that you can get us in your feed when you're busy doing life things. You can get us pop up in your notifications feed saying we've got a new episode and you won't miss us in the future. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So we'll see you soon.